largest reception of the year was earlier. It might be topped right here. All the way to the 31-yard line. It's first and goal for Mizzou at the 7. Schrader, number 7, in for the touchdown. We'll just get it to 7 and see if we can go the distance. Maybe he can. Cody Schrader. I was going to say, I trust number 7. He throws to Schrader short. Schrader made the first guy miss. The second. And bulldozes the third. McCullough, first down Missouri. Too many. He really could. He had it nailed. You can point any direction, but look at his teammates. A walk-on. Kind of like getting the Josh Dobbs look from last week from the Vikings. Yeah. He's getting the same. They'll lift him up. You watch this. Here we go. <laughs> Imagine that dream come true for that kid. Hi, and welcome to Show Me Sports Talk. I am Brian, where I am once again joined by our college football soothsayer, Jack. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How about that complete and total dismantling of the Tennessee Volunteers and their ugly head coach, Josh Heupel, by our 11th-ranked Missouri Tigers? Well, once again, I told you so, as I have said approximately eight times this year, and you didn't believe me. You were worried about Tennessee. I was skeptical. I did and, not believe and, you. I was skeptical. Yes, yes, because if you believe me, you would have agreed with me. You were worried about Tennessee the entirety of this season. True. But after Georgia, you were like, I'm worried about Tennessee, you know. And I was telling you, we're going to win out. And you said, oh, I don't know about Tennessee. And then we won by 31. That was the one game that concerned me. And looking back, there was no reason for concern. I, their quarterback is not good no. whatsoever. I have no clue what was what was worried about them. Well, like I mentioned last week, if you looked at the common opponents, even though it favored Missouri, there was still room to be concerned about Tennessee. They were a solid team. I'm, I wasn't worried. Not no, one no, bit. No, you weren't. The Brenometrics had us covering the spread. Uh, the, the point spread was two and a half points. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Jackometrics has beat Brenometrics for – uh, uh, what time is this now? The 30th time this year? Well, Brenometrics begins taking hold later in the season when we have a lot more longitudinal data. But this is the second week in a row that I've covered the point spread based on the data. Um, it was saying a 29 to 28, something in that area, uh, win by Tennessee. I apparently gave Tennessee's offense way too much credit. It did have our points pretty accurately though and it did have us covering the spread i mean their running game was averaging over 200 yards a game and they only rushed for 83 yards yeah i mean how about that the three-headed horseman of jabari small jalen wright and dylan samson yeah they came in averaging 7.2 5.7 and 4.9 yards a rush ended up with 22 20 and 5 respectively for 83 yards like you said completely shut them down and also i mean I was I thought that we were just going to throw all over him, but I didn't think our running game was going to be significant at all. I thought that their front line was was going to be solid and it was terrible. Have you ever tried to block water? I don't even have an analogy. I was going to say something porous with a lot of holes, but but no, it was just like taking a cup of water and emptying it out. There was no line of defense. Well, I would not have believed that we were going to win the game when you look at the receiving numbers for Missouri. Uh, Johnson, two receptions. Miller, two receptions. Burden, four receptions. Weiss, two receptions. Ne uh, Norfleet, 
he got his two receptions, but um, just not a whole lot of numbers on the receiving end. Almost all of the passing yards went to Cody Schrader, which how about that performance by the former Division II leading rusher? I, I mean, if you look at it in terms of fantasy points, he would have had, let me total it up here, 54 fantasy points. Wow. If if we were going by ESPN, PPR, just normal fantasy, he would have had 54 200 yards rushing, a touchdown, 116 yards receiving. I don't know if I've ever seen that a, a good of game from anyone in in my memory, which and, goes back, what, 12, 13 years? I don't know if I've ever seen a performance that incredible. And this against a defense that was allowing opposing teams 113 yards a game, 3.2 per carry, and Cody Rush, like you said, over 200 and 5.9 yards per How carry. How about Brady Cook, too, though? He had a good game rushing, which yeah. which we hadn't seen in a while. 55 yards, a touchdown. It, I mean, that's solid with a 24-yard rush, too. And he had a real big one at the one-yard line when it was, I believe it was second down. He got uh, kind of bottled up in the end zone. It looked like it could have been a safety. You didn't know if he was going to get out. Luckily, he ended up getting out and scooted ahead to about the 15-yard line, got us out of a a huge hole when they downed the ball at the one-yard line. I mean, if I'm going to give Tennessee any props for anything, their punter is a stud. Like, I think he's going to the NFL. Very random, but but their punter was very good. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, uh, a couple times down just inside the five. So, uh, But if you're going to have the best player on the field, you don't want him to be the punter or the holder. <laughs> no, you do not. Brady Cook had a pretty solid game, 18-24, 275 yards, a touchdown. Another interception, though, regardless of who, whose fault it is, because it goes in, in the stat sheet. I don't sure. care if it went right through someone's hand. He needs to stop throwing interceptions. It did look like it from the stands. It did look like he was throwing it into a crowd. I uh, got a text message from Dr. Jensen who said uh, it was not his fault. It was Luther Burden's fault. And when I went home and watched the, the replay of the game, the announcers did say something about it, but it still looked like he was forcing it up a little bit. I mean, bit. regardless, I just – he is – I mean, obviously you're going to throw interceptions like Drinkwood said at the beginning of the year. But, I mean, he has thrown an interception three in the last two games, and he has thrown all six of inter, all six of his interceptions in the last five. Yeah, a with, little with bit. With an interception in four of his last five games, which going down the stretch, you do not want your quarterback throwing an interception every single game. True. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, now, granted, I think Tennessee is the, the the toughest opponent of our remaining schedule in uh, not knowing who we're going to play in the bowl. But um, I mean, I don't think that we're going to. I don't think we're going to mizzou this up like we could. But imagine if we let Florida come in and beat us or something. Which is one thing I wanted to mention tonight is this is the first game, with the exception of maybe Vanderbilt, where we're expected to win. And we're playing at home. We're eleven. We were, we were favored against South Carolina. We were. That's the. But but still, they're not Vanderbilt. Every other game except for the 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 non cons: South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, K State. They whipped us last year in their place. We were not going to overlook them. Memphis at the time, like we said on the air, they were supposed to be the one of the. They're best. eight and two now. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that, but they are a very good group of five yeah. teams. And that's what people have said is they're the, one of the best group of five teams out there Vanderbilt let's just go take care of business that's the one game but every other game it seems like there was something to play for it looks like the rest of the college world is is now seeing what you've said about Florida all along which was they're frauds they are terrible they're not a good football team true and so, however they're an SEC football team and they're still the Florida Gators which mean they have five-star players 
they have players that are extremely good. Now, I, I don't. I think that we're going to win. I think that it should be an eight, nine point spread for us. But still, I don't want us to mess this up because they can beat us. There is a world where they go in and beat us. Yeah. And so, I don't want that to happen. I don't think it will. But but even worse, I don't want us to be nine and two and then go lose at Arkansas. Yeah, which is a rivalry. Game. That would be terrible. But one of the things, like my good friend John said this morning when I was talking to him about the game is that he's impressed with no letdowns from pink from drink and that his teams have played at a consistent level every game this week and as much as I love Gary Pinkle it seemed like he did have that one hiccup every game where it just out of nowhere we lost to Baylor early on before Baylor became the Baylor that they did in the in the in the late 2010s um, uh, by the way the spread for Mizzou, Florida is out, and it is 11, which is um, – I don't know for you for you people that bet that are listening in, but I don't know if I'd take Mizzou on that. Oh, I think I would. I've got a 38-22 to 22 win by Missouri next weekend. Um, looking at the six common opponents, scores for Missouri on average have been 34-23. to 23. For Florida, it's been 29-33 to 33 for the opponents. It's just hard to pick an 11-point spread. I mean, I, I think we're going to win by 11 easily. But what if it's rainy? What if it's just one of those games where it's like 17 to 10, where we, we have control the whole game, but we just happen to not win by 11? 11 is just a lot of points. And I'm not saying that I don't think we're going to win. I'm not saying that we won't blow them out. It's just a hard spread to take us in. Yeah, and this could be – you might want to be cautious because this is the first time I've been a little bit uh, ballsy with my prediction. But I do think we're going to cover the spread, and I think it's going to be a 14-plus game. But um, and how about Cody Schrader up to seventh in the nation? I think if I read that correctly in in the nation in rushing, still leading the SEC. I mean, once again, I told you so. I told you so. All uh, we were talking about this a lot this week. You just always said he doesn't have that top end speed. You know, he's just not a good SEC running back. I mean, I think he's good. He's he's shifty. I like his story, but he just doesn't have that top end speed, which I think was was proved wrong this week. I I do have to agree with you about that now, uh, but. This maybe it's just the Missouri Tiger fan in me. Maybe I'm just not enough of an optimist. But when I hear about an SEC leading running back, like I told you earlier this week, I picture some guy from Auburn or Alabama, number 34, someone who reminds me of Travis Henry, and just a Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, uh, someone who is a beast. And he just does not fit that mold. But then again, we have had some smaller scat back type running backs. Uh, Tyler Beatty comes to mind, um, and I, it's and maybe it's the Division Two past background in him that doesn't give me a lot of confidence in him. But I take back everything I've ever thought about him, and and put him out there. I think he's SEC caliber. Well, now that we're sitting at eight and two and favored in our next two games, assuming that we go ten and two, it's time to start thinking about bowl predictions. And I think that if we went out, I think that we will make a New York Six Bowl or New Year's Six Bowl. I yeah. say that every darn time. Which a lot of people are saying as well. And one of the ones that, that we're being predicted in is the Fiesta Bowl against Tulane, which Ooh, I would I, really I, love. I, I do not want to play them. And Tulane I will is tell, not a good I team. will tell you why. Because their coach has won everywhere With he's Willie been. Willie Fritz. And is, he was at C. Yeah, they lost to Ole Miss by 17 points. They're the only good team they played. They, they beat Memphis Barely. A lot of people were saying the same thing last year before they played USC. Who has one of the worst defenses in the history of college football. Okay. 
I we're just, all we're also being. I know. I know you have your thoughts about them. It doesn't matter. The Missouri Tigers are going to beat Tulane. I would rather play a Power Five team. I don't want to go in and play a Tulane, a smaller school, a Boise State, which I know they just fired their coach. But I just do not want to play a team that we're expected to win. I want to go in and play a a Penn State. Who are some other options? Well, the other the other few that I'm seeing is um, is the Peach Bowl against Louisville, which that would be an easy win for us. I think they're ranked ninth now, and the Cotton Bowl against Texas. Oh, I would love to play Texas. I don't I think we'd win them. though. You don't think so? Texas is good. They beat Alabama. I mean, they lost a rivalry game, but rivalry games are hard to win. Sure. And, I mean, they handled Alabama easily. I'd love a shot at Texas. I think I would rather take the outcome, whatever it is. I'd rather play Texas than Tulane. Well, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. Currently, the Tigers have an outside shot at the college football playoff, depending if, if you know, if Georgia loses and some other crazy things happen, you know. You never know how it will all go down. And I did see some stuff today. Um, saying Missouri might have a top five team in the country right now. And someone put a second in the SEC behind Georgia. I mean, ahead I, I, of Alabama. I think that we would beat Alabama. I, and the, these are things that I was saying the entire year. I predicted us to finish second in the SEC East in my preseason predictions, and I predicted us to go 9-3. and three. Uh, Other than youthful exuberance, can you tell me what you were placing on all that confidence? Well... Uh, a lot. I can't say that I, uh, I honestly, I don't know. Youthful exuberance. I looked at our schedule and I thought Kansas State. Well, we're looking to get revenge. That can be a win. Our non cons were easy. I thought, you know, Kentucky's not going to beat us a million times in a row. Sure. We can beat them. We get South Carolina at home. Hopefully, that's a win. At Georgia, that's probably a loss. I counted Tennessee as a loss in the beginning of the year too, but. We handled them easily. I knew Florida wasn't going to be good, and we've had Arkansas's number for forever. So I, I don't know why a lot of people thought we weren't going to be good this year. I mean, we had a relatively easy schedule, especially considering how much improvement all of our players have had. Sure. And one thing we forgot to mention, Tennessee State champs. Uh, Missouri is the first team ever to beat all four Power 5 teams. Or not Power 5. FBS. But all FBS schools. That was Middle Tennessee State early on, Memphis and St. Louis and Vanderbilt, and then finally last night with the fat head coach of Josh Heupel, Tennessee Volunteers. So that's kind of a neat little deal. Uh, I mean, Tennessee. It's, it's Missouri. Tennessee, we own you. We literally have all the property rights. You guys are terrible. Six and six against them since we've come into the Big 12. Everyone, Myself included, wants to be kind of – intimidated or a little bit scared of the name the brand but um but yeah six and six against them since we've come into the big 12 i mean clearly uh, i just don't see it these old college football teams that that are the nebraskas the colorados the like even teams like ole miss teams that just have historically been good if they're not changing then they're not going to continue to be good and a team like tennessee is just not not as good as as other teams i think i think people place too much value on the name Probably do, and I think pollsters do the same, and I think Vegas does the same also. But, but I do think people are waking up to Missouri Tiger football, and it's a little bit disappointing. We've only got three games left, but it has been a fun last two months of the year, and um, hopefully it'll be a uh, fun next month as well. But uh, moving on to college basketball, we didn't get a chance to talk. Missouri played last Monday night and uh, didn't get a chance because we recorded our podcast Sunday night. But 
they looked tremendous. And what I was telling people that I knew was that it looked like the Missouri Tigers were in midseason form. I know it was a weak opponent, but once again, he has been able to come in and get this style of play and to get this. this. And then we played a real team. Okay, we did play a real team Friday night. Disappointing loss. I think the Hickman QPs would be Arkansas Pine Bluff. I mean, come on. We can't. We can't. Don't be. I, I don't like to call you out on this show, but you can't say that we look at midseason form because of how we played against a team that small. Anyone would look good. No, yes, yes, I the am, team look. They, we look like we have our mojo. We look like we've got chemistry. People are shooting, having a good time. You like the way the energy is. There was but, flow to the game. You it, have to look at the way we played against a real team. I understand. Now, we are not going to shoot 21% like we did. What did we shoot? Six of 28, I think. Uh, 21% or 20%. So when you're shooting 20% from three, you, you stop taking them. Okay, right now we don't have our seven foot seven foot five guy Connor Vanover he's I, not going I, to be our three-point shooter no he's an out he's more of a perimeter player but I know we don't have him he was not there to do anything down low they did have some, Memphis is a good team uh listen to the coach talk afterwards the assistant coach uh see why he had said now granted this is probably coach speak that they're a final four caliber team they've got a final four lineup they do have a lot of athletes on that team and a lot of height and that could be just like LSU showed, kind of our Achilles heel. But we are not going to shoot 20% from three the rest of the way. But once again, Sean East shoots two of four. I know we the team struggled, but he shot two of four from three. Continues to show his improvement at the three-point range. I mean, we were we had a 14-point lead. And then how do we blow it away? I don't I don't understand. It, that is on the coaching, I think. I just I, – I, I'm not well-educated enough in basketball – I mean, we all know I'm 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 the college football guy, but you got to change something up. We it just withered away and withered away. You can't and just withered change, away. You can't just change who you are. Uh, there were probably no less than four or five times when we got a wide open look at the three. Momentum was on our side. The crowd was getting into it. Where if that shot goes in, we all know how momentum goes in college basketball. Where if that shot goes in, it changes the the complexion of the rest of the game, and they rattled in and out and didn't go, and and that that's going to happen. I am not concerned at all about this loss. If you remember last year, we we played a bunch of cupcakes trying to get the feel of a game, getting the feel of uh, rotations and who's playing and 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 playing off each other, and then we played Kansas and they just rocked our world because they were not ready to it. And you remember what happened after we came back from that Kansas loss. Yeah, that was also 11 games into the season. Exactly. We had one game with this new team, with the influx of players. We had exactly one game. Would it have benefited us a little bit to play three or four or five cupcakes, get our little mojo going? Probably. But I like to see Memphis coming in. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all that we lost an early season I game. think that you are. I think you have rose-colored glasses for Dennis Gates. I think you are enamored, and I think that your thinking is incorrect. But we can disagree. That's that's the beauty of this show. And I think that – I'm not saying I don't like Dennis Gates, but I don't like this loss. When you're a three-point favorite, you don't lose by 15 at home with a, a rocking student section. It was a it great does, crowd. Sold it, out arena. It doesn't happen. You can't – there's there's nothing to blame other than our team just was not good enough. And I think that we're, they're – I just I wonder how far are we going to go until we start to realize well maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the year I'm not saying this is on Coach Gates because he has the number one recruiting class for next year we're going to be good this year but we just we don't have any size 
other than what Vanover, Vanover who can't five. who can't play now. But we have a real small team. I know we're getting height next year, but there's a lot of flaws with this team that I think we can see. And I just I hope they don't get exposed down the stretch. Now, I've heard several people say we just didn't have that Kobe Brown, someone to step up to shoot a three, or Demoy Hodge. Demoy Hodge was not Demoy Hodge game two last year. So we still have time to develop into who our players are going to be, who our go-to guys are going to be, and you're looking up some stats. What do you have to say? Well, give me just one second. In game two of last year, Demoy Hodge made four threes with 17 points, and in game four last year, Demoy Hodge had 30 points. So he was like that last year in I game did, two. I didn't say that he was not a good shooter for the entire game. You, said, you, you said, said he said wasn't did, like that we in didn't, game two we, last year. We didn't know who our Demoy Hodge, who our go-to players were game two of this year. We've got, if you listen to Monday night's post game from Dennis Gates, he thinks we will have up to 10 players who will lead us in scoring at various times throughout the year. That is an enormous amount of talent to try to find room for five people to play at a time. But I think he can do it. And Vince, I think at the end of the year, you will see that we are going to have another fun-to-watch offense. I think it's going to be a very efficient offense. I think it's going to be a high-scoring offense. I think we have more offensive weapons this year than we did last year. Gee, I hope so. I just don't see the evidence to back it up. Well, we will uh, find out this week. we got a cupcake tomorrow night against SIUE, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, but then a big road match against Minnesota, which, to be honest, I don't know a lot about Minnesota, but it's a Big Ten opponent, and it's on the road. They're going to be welcoming in an SEC opponent, so I'm sure it will be a good crowd, and it will be a good test for the Tigers. Before we move on to NFL, I want a huge shout-out to Mickey at 573Ts. He finished up the shirts last week. They look fabulous. Uh, Joe Knight. He should already have his shirt. Brett, your shirt's in the mail. A um, couple others I know I have to get out. Frank, yours is, uh, will be sent out tomorrow. Frank up in St. Joe. But the shirts looked awesome. If you want one, please send me a tweet. Send me a, 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 send me a text. Send me a Facebook notification. Anyway, you want your shirt. If you're a loyal listener, I'm going to get it to you. But um, on to the NFL. I know the Chiefs had a bye week this week. Didn't play, but a lot of notable games. Uh, Cincinnati, last-second field goal, lost. And Baltimore, also last-second field goal. And if you remember last week, I had mentioned Baltimore as the one team that I'm a little bit concerned about. Just I as, told you not to be concerned. You told me with. not to be. But not really so much playing them. It's just that we don't, we don't have any control over. We will play Cincinnati. We will play Buffalo. We've already beat Miami. We've already beat Jacksonville. Baltimore is the one team that we're not going to face. And so it's nice to see them get a loss this way through the year. And they've still got a tough schedule ahead of them. I mean, let's talk about the Lions. Yeah, just you like. You know, I, I told everyone at the beginning of the year, I didn't think the Lions were half bad. I thought that they were a, a sneaky pick to win the NFC North. And they go in and beat the Chargers. Um, so that's a team that's pretty darn good that might that might do some things come playoff time, especially considering that, the the NFL just does not seem that good this year. It sounds crazy, but it's like there's no great teams. The AFC certainly seems to be down, and I think we should just go ahead and just move the Chiefs all the way to the AFC championship game or even to the Super Bowl. I just don't see a team in the AFC that can compete with us. Um, and now seeing Baltimore lose, Cincinnati lose again. They're sitting at, I think, 5-4. and four. Just not a lot of good teams. I, I mean, I can't even say – I can't even pick a team that I'm really nervous about playing in the AFC. 
I think certainly in the AFC and even in the NFC, teams like the 49ers and the Eagles have all shown weaknesses that, that um, I, I don't know. I don't have any NFL predictions. Speaking of the Philly or the Eagles, uh, big matchup next week. Both the Eagles and the Chiefs are coming off bye weeks. As you know, Andy Reid has a tremendous record coming off a of bye week when he has that extra week to prepare for the opponents. But uh, Kansas City starting off as two-and-a-half-point favorites at home Monday night. I think that it'll be a great game, and I would not be shocked if we lose because the Chiefs, while they did look good against the Dolphins, our wide receivers have been not great so far this year. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. So it'll be a real good game to kick off Week 11 this Thursday as the Bengals travel into Ravens as uh, both those teams coming off losses. Well, I do not have much of a prediction there. The Bengals have not impressed me at all this year, and I will be busy uh, thinking about the college football games coming up this weekend rather than watching the Thursday night game. So I will let you cover that. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening, and we will talk at you again next week to discuss the Missouri Tigers as they inch closer to that New Year's Six Bowl bid as well as the Chiefs' Super Bowl rematch versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Have a good week.